0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. Sometimes I'm overcome banking bad. Making love in the green grass. I'll be the stadium with you. My brand eyed girl. And you-
1: do you remember what? Good afternoon, welcome in to the Run Home on SENZ. Am I blowing your eardrums off, babe?
0: No, 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 I'm just, just adjusting, as I always do. I get fidgety at the start of the innings.
1: Um. We're all just adjusting uh, to life at the moment. I'm broadcasting from home today. Beaver's in the bunker in Waiuku. Uh, of course, with Auckland, Northland, Coromandel, Bay of Plenty in Red Alert level, we are preparing for another downpour in the top of the north. So uh, if you're in those areas, do stay safe this afternoon. Uh, it is Tuesday, uh, the 31st of January. Great to have you joining us here on The Run Home. We've got a big show planned for you today and we're going to rip straight in, Beef. Um, firstly, you may have had a point about your beaver's best. Uh, do I call them excuses that you had yesterday about the pitch conditions in India?
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with excuses. I deal in facts. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't to know about the pitch either. To be fair,
1: did you see uh, the news article that the pitch curator? Uh, has potentially been sacked. New Zealand had absolutely no problems with the pitch. They thought it led to an exciting, dramatic game, but the Indians lead the complaints. Uh, Their captain, Harik Panja, saying it was an absolute shocker, and now the guy's lost his job.
0: Well, I mean, I hope he hasn't lost it over my Beaver's best in corruption uh, claims yesterday, but, um, yeah, Indian uh, cricket world. Very cutthroat, very cutthroat.
1: Look, he was potentially listening to to the run home yesterday. Um, and if he was be, what would you like to say?
0: Um, look, I'm sorry. Um, and if uh, if you're looking for somewhere else to curate, uh, my back lawn is horrific, so maybe I can offer you some sort of olive branch there. but uh, very sorry that you had to lose your job and uh, I won't I, I didn't think I was bringing the pitch into into uh, question. I was actually bringing some of the ethics of uh, well, a lot of people when three maidens get bowled against one of the most powerful betting lineups uh, known to man.
1: <laughs> oh, we move on, we move on, B. Uh, we're learning today that New Zealand, it sounds like, are going to name a new All Blacks coach before the Rugby World Cup in France this year. Uh, according to media reports, if you believe everything that is written in the media, which Beaver does not, uh, you may choose to believe what you read uh, or you may not. But it sounds like New Zealand rugby are going to name a head coach and break from tradition. We know that they've always named the coach post-rugby World Cup because if that coach goes on to win, they then have the option of staying on board for another four more years. But it sounds like that will not happen this time around, Beave. Maybe they've learned from 2019, where they didn't have as many coaching candidates uh, post the Rugby World Cup that they thought. Um, what sort of impact do you think this is going to have on on the All Blacks, not just this year and this team, but in the future? Because we used to have coaches lining up for this job. Do we just not have that luxury anymore, or is, it, is the All Blacks job not as sought after?
0: I wouldn't say it's not as sought after. I'd imagine any Kiwi coaching anywhere in the world still wants this job. However... The fact is, they're all very driven and they're all very single-minded. So if they don't get the top job, then they would appear not to be hanging around. So I can understand a little bit why they're going this route. I actually had, I actually fell off my chair when I was reading an article today about this whole scenario. But they, in 2019, actually sent out 26 invitations to apply. I find it funny that we're actually, we're, as in New Zealand rugby, are making... The initial the initial uh, gesture as far as do you want this job as opposed to uh, you apply to us and we'll decide if you' if you're ready for it. it's it seems to have gone a very interesting route over the last week while.
1: Before we move on from there who are these 26 coaches? Who are the 26 candidates that they've taken they letters out to how many of them could you name?
0: Well, I reckon I can name half a dozen but that would be about it.
1: You reckon you can name six and 26 people were invited to apply for this job. Yeah, were they sending letters out to every single NPC team?
0: Yeah, well, didn't, um did not make the way to mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> very bizarre. No, I mean, and also, a lot of people say, oh, you know, how derailing, all of this. I actually think, like, I, I think we're all presuming Fozzie doesn't keep his job. I think that's what we're understanding.
1: I but if he wins, he gets the option, right?
0: Well, no, not if they appoint early. Not if they appoint early. I actually think if they appoint early, it's actually beneficial for for Fozzy because it gets everything sorted. He can do it, Everything he wants. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to appease anyone. He is literally just right. Everything now is zoned in on winning the World Cup, as it should be. But you can't help but think if it, if it wasn't put to rest, there would still be the 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 working in the backgrounds to make sure that you're in position to be a strong candidate. I think coming out early actually does Fozzie a big favour because he can just zero in on it. He knows he doesn't have to appease anyone, and that is both board-level, player-wise, and all the rest of it. I, I think it's the way to go. And maybe... What if he it? The World Cup or the well, election.
1: The World the, Cup?
0: Uh Awkward. Um, you go out on Theory. top, though. You go out on top, and you get to give you get to give a few people the you-know-whats and go off on your merry way and probably pick up a job or a consultancy job anywhere in the world writing your own checks.
1: So do you think that uh, in the future this is going to be the way that the All Blacks uh, coaching job is decided and is appointed? It'll happen pre-World Cup, and does that mean that you won't see any coach stay in the job more than four years?
0: No, I don't, I don't necessarily think that because if you're sitting at, say, an 85%, 90% strike rate in those three years previously, then, of course, you're well and truly in line to take over post-World Cup and do an eight-year, dare you I know, say, a 12-year stint. So, no, I don't think there's any... I don't think it's saying that, but I do think it is saying that this is the way that they've got to go moving forward because we've learnt that not everyone in the world rugby is going to sit back and wait for the All Blacks to appoint their coach before they move. And... Dare I say, it, maybe in decades gone by, New Zealand was in a position where they could hold all the aces. And, and guys like, I guess, your Jamie Josephs, your Tony Browns, your Warren Gatlins, your Dave Rennies, they would all wait until November, December after a World Cup and see if they got the all-black job, and then they'd see what else is on the table. Not now, but as, as was shown last time around in 2019, the, the, people jumped at international jobs.
1: So, do you think the fact that New Zealand Rugby are going to announce uh, the next head coach before the World Cup? Do you think that tells us, and we can read a little bit into that, that it's Razor's Gig?
0: You'd have to think so, because I, I just, I just think what, it, what, it, as I mentioned previously, there before, I think it clears the air. It, uh, it puts all things to rest. There's not this constant uh, uh, narrative. Uh, it's a good word to use in the media, isn't it? Because this is not a constant very narrative. Vague. Yeah, it's very vogue. Um, the entire season about who's going to move the next door. That coach. This way, right? We know we know we were going forward. Now we have to really zero in on trying to win this thing. I I think I think it's a good idea, and I honestly think, although Fozzie won't agree, if he doesn't get the job after World Cup, I think it's actually the best thing for Fozzie too.
1: Well, we've got a couple of messages coming in. Chris has said uh, the people that were asked to apply, 14 NPC coaches, five Super Rugby coaches. This is 2019, by the way. uh, Ian Foster, Jamie Joseph, Dave Rennie, Tony Brown, and a couple of others were the 26 that were asked to apply in 2019. It was too late for Rennie and Joseph. Of course, they had already signed their deals with Japan and Australia. So... 14 NPC, and, and this is not a blight on the NPC coaches, <laughs> but there is no way that we were going to appoint an NPC coach as the head coach of the All Blacks. So no, were I'm they f- sent out maybe to form a team as an assistant? How does that work?
0: No, I don't think any, obviously realistically, probably thought, I'm trying to think who was actually coaching in 2019, that may have, one of, if he was an old dog that had come back from maybe doing super or of that might have been a chance to be an assistant or something like that. But no, I, it probably helps with the process. You know, they, they talk about processes a lot uh, in rugby on field. I think it probably also helps with the process off field. That uh, you know, they tick the boxes and, and ask plenty plenty to apply. But I mean, even there'd be some Super Rugby coaches that would have been sitting back going, "Well, what would I apply? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet." You know, so um, I think you could really have back in 2019. I think you could have really named if you'd forgotten about everyone that then went and signed deals overseas, there's probably only three or four who were legitimate propositions, really.
1: That was and Foster. That, Foster and his team, Rennie and his team, uh, and Jamie James Joseph and, and Tony Brown and his team.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... and, and... And Razor was probably, did Razor play. Yes, he did, didn't he? He yes, did apply. He did, he did apply, yes. Yes, correct. He oh, yeah, apply. he got an interview. He was the only one left, wasn't he? It was. Straight he straight was, straight he was the
1: only one left, and it was between him and, and Fozzie, and he didn't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, he was only, I was going to say, he's only just starting his phenomenal super record. He would probably had three under the belt by then, did he? Or four?
1: Yeah, four under Well, the he's had, what, six or seven?
0: Yeah. He's, he'd oh. have had a few. He'd have had um, a few in the back pocket.
1: Does this mean that the All Blacks and New Zealand Rugby will no longer hire coaches and do the succession planning that they always have with, from within?
0: Depends if it's successful, isn't it? Successions may work if it's a successful regime. Mm. I don't know how many times I can use the word saying of success, but um, I think you, would, you would, there's nothing wrong with a succession plan if they're part of something successful. And so that's where this time round a succession plan isn't obvious. I know there's Joe Schmidt in there, but no one knows where Joe Schmidt – well, I mean, obviously people were inside the inner circle, but, I mean, it was only 12 months ago that we were under the impression that Joe didn't really want to coach. Mm. And now now he's an assistant coach of the All Blacks. Does that mean he now wants to be the head coach of the All Blacks? Is that the succession plan? Or is he, like he was this time around, you know, a bit of a kingmaker in all of this? Who knows? Um, he's winning. He's winning. He is winning. He the is winning. He is our rugby
1: winning.
0: Also from – well, he spent a lot of time in Tauranga. So, there you go.
1: Well, teach, he teach. was the headmaster at of Boys and 1st yeah, team coach, wasn't
0: he? Exactly. Um, and a bit of the local MP must have rubbed off. Who knows?
1: <laughs> uh, Ken is saying, baby, you know Dave Rennie more than any of us. Would he consider coaching a different franchise like the Blues if, let's say, Leon McDonald heads in a different direction? I don't know. Maybe assistant with the All Blacks?
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> you couldn't see it, could you?
0: Uh, look, not if you've been in the meetings and change rooms I've been in with uh, with said coach, but it's a professional game, and, and why not? I mean, <laughs> it would be comical considering how, I guess, uh, a lot of our uh, weeks were themed, and I don't want to dive into it to offend anyone too much, but, you know, there, there was... There was emotive uh, language used and emotive themes used when we would play different New Zealand franchises and Who was
1: who well, was it towards the Crusaders or the Blues?
0: Oh, they, 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 <laughs> they were both—they were both special in their own rights, and uh, so therefore, um, for me, I would—I would find it funny. But then again, you know, you wouldn't—he'd be well within his rights to. And. Would he want to be back in New Zealand? If he wants to be back in New Zealand, one of those jobs came up. Why not? I mean, he's actually a Hurricanes man, by uh, mm. you know, by, by geographically. Uh, I mean, obviously a Wellington man, in uh, Man of a Two man. So, you know, if if any of them came up, he would be in consideration. Well, he, I mean, the, the franchise would of course have to ask him. But uh, no, it, <laughs> it would be funny. But oh, I certainly wouldn't rule it out Ken. No, and well, uh, it sounds and like as a Blues oh, sorry, man, Ken, you'd be very, as a Blues man, Ken, you'd be very happy.
1: Be with us today. we are not in studio, either of us. Uh, and our two producers that are in studio are preparing to leave if the weather uh, turns absolutely nasty <laughs> as well. Uh, but we'll keep you updated with the New Zealand rugby coaching saga. I think B's right. I think it's actually best to just name it and get that storyline out of the way so we're not talking about it every single week when the All Blacks are playing. It's probably better just to know and put that behind us and, and we, we can look forward to the Rugby World Cup. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to Mick Deliver, we hear from the TAB with Brennan Popplewell. While we play Drive to Survive, we've got a $100 TAB bonus bet voucher to give away. Remember the last question from yesterday? It wasn't indoors. That's the clue that I will give you. Go back and listen to our app if you missed it yesterday. It is Teamless Tuesday as well. We'll reveal all in just a moment. After five o'clock, we've got former Black Cap Craig McMillan coming on the program to talk about the upcoming test series against England. Will McDowell-White is one of the breakers, uh, shooting guards they are going great guns this year they have confirmed their spot in the nbl playoffs they've got two games to go so now it's just a matter of where they will place where they will finish after six we catch up with jay carter who's the golf new zealand coach we'll talk to him about teagate tree gate and of course our very own ryan fox we'll name our teamless tuesday after six plus so much more that is the maccas menu thanks to Mick delivery delivering your Makers favorites straight to your door but Beeve, it is Teamless Tuesday today and our theme today, we're doing something a little bit different but we do want to hear from you just like always, Double eight double three is the number to text on the Temperant Post text line or 0800 150811 on the Makita New Zealand phone line and you can bend to win a weekly $250 Makita New Zealand voucher as well. We're recasting the Black Caps World Test Championship side, Beav. So we want to know who in Hollywood would play our cricketing heroes. Think of our heroes that were involved in that uh, World Test Championship. Latham, Conway, Williamson, Ross Taylor and the likes. You can throw Ian Smith in there and uh, name a (laughs) caller as well if you like. Name a coach. Who in Hollywood would play our sporting stars? That is our teamless Tuesday for today. We are recasting. Our Black Caps World Test Championship side. Any ideas spring to mind, Beef?
0: Well, I mean, as you as you mentioned, the, the top order, and then you've got Watling, De Gromholm, Jamison, Salve, Salvi, Wagner, and Bolt. Um, geez, De Gromholm, he jumps out, doesn't? Is I guess the alpha male of that of their crew, the big tough one. So instantly, you're thinking Rambo, aren't you? Uh, the Sylvester Stallone. Uh, and probably, you know, he comes across just as quiet, softly spoken, but uh, the man of action. So that'd be an early bit for me, but uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I really am. For you?
1: We are looking forward to it. So we want to hear it from you today. Get at us on the text line, double eight double three as the number. We're recasting our Black Caps World Test Championship side.